Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. And we're back. It's Kevin Thole and Jim Pakoda, and he is back. It is good to be back. I know it's been a little while. We've had a a little uh, sabbatical, we'll call it. But I am here live. I mean, not when you listen to this, I won't be live. But I'm here in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, doing some hurricane cleanup, helping out some people here to get their lives back to normal. And uh, it is good to be talking to you again, Jim. I know you've missed me so much. But I actually have missed you so much. These these weekly recordings make a big difference. As we were talking before the recording, because I had this plain Jane thing we were going to talk about, blah, blah, blah. There is a surrealization that's occurring as you are in this hurricane disaster zone doing your work being stressed out and staying sober. Yeah, it's been... Um, that in itself is surreal. It is surreal. And this has been a really, really cool experience. You know, I do this, uh, I've been doing this for a living for 10 years. The last couple of years, obviously, I've been doing it sober. But it's really, when you're in a disaster zone, it reminds me a lot of my life and how it was. It was just complete chaos. Things were destroyed all of that. And and it's cool that I get to go in and kind of be a small part of the recovery of the community, the business that I'm working on, whatever it is that I'm doing. I just think that um, it's been very surreal this time around because I'm actually working in uh, cemeteries and in funeral homes. So I'm surrounded by like that. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. Very interesting. How did you get that job? Uh, actually, like, how did you get that job? So we had a, a client called us and it was a small job that uh, just kept growing and growing and going to new, more buildings. And it's been really incredible experience. We've, you're around things you've never, or I've never been around. A lot of people have never been around. You know, there's a, a crematory, there's funerals happening, there's uh, bodies being buried. I mean, we're we're working right alongside all of this. This was totally one of the funeral homes was totally destroyed. Wow. A few of the mausoleums totally destroyed. And so we're doing demolition, we're cleaning things, we're moving things. It's it's uh it's been really really crazy and it's been the most stressful uh this will be one of the biggest jobs we've ever done. The biggest job that I've personally managed normally at a certain size I bring in other people to help and and a lot of moving parts. Our team's been awesome, but it's been super stressful, super long days because you got to drive far. There was no gas. There was no no resources at first. So the most stressed I've ever been. Also, all the meetings were closed around mm-hmm. me, things like that. So it's been when I've really had to lean in into my recovery, both the com- recovery community, but also just in the work that I've done for the last you know two plus years on myself you know, and with the help of other people so that I can get through times like this. And you're getting through. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than getting through. that's the most amazing thing. Okay, so say more about more than getting through because yeah, it's I, like you I, are more than getting through. I'm like, that's the surreal part that is kind of interesting is I'm like, I'm thriving in the chaos 
And you see, I think as al- alcoholics, addicts, you know, we, we always, we like, we're so used to chaos and we thrived in chaos. And to be honest, like I was like afraid of chaos because I didn't like how it would make me feel like it would bring me back to that. But what I've learned is like chaos is okay because I've got tools to cope with it now. And I wow. have a solution to the chaos. Been, so you're been actually so, the clarity in the chaos all around you. Yeah, that's the, wow, that's I, a really I mean, good I, word, clarity. I mean, because I've had like full clarity. And so my right? coworkers and people around me are like, they're like, I don't know how you do it. How are you balancing all of this? And it's like, I have this laser focus and that's that's my sobriety and, and my recovery. We talk about recovery, you know, stop drinking, stop using. That's like the part that we all see and know about. But the beauty of the growth that happens in recovery is it prepares you for real life. It prepares you for more than just not drinking or not doing drugs. And that's where I'm at now. When these challenges come, I'm able to look at them in a diff- different way. And it's it's more I trust myself, I guess. I'm, you know, almost two and a half years sober. Tomorrow's 900 days sober, actually, for me. I looked it up tonight um, just because I was curious. And Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. Yeah, 900 days is a long time. I think that I just realized right before this conversation that we're having now, Jim, was when I was talking to you, is it's like I'm in this funeral home. I'm in, in this cemetery. There's dead people, you know, that's kind of morbid, but all around me. I still live in this constant state of like of fear or of like something bad's going to happen or I deserve something bad. But like this blessing of this job and being able to help people, I really feel like it's like that old part of me dying. You know, it's symbolic. It may be a little cheesy. Some people out there, you know, normally you're the cheesy one, Jim, but I'll be the cheesy one today where it's like, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I had to throw that in there. But it's like it really right, is. Don't throw it in. It's like the the old part yeah. of me that I feel like this guilt and shame still, and like or like that I have to pay for the past, or like that I don't deserve this. That something bad's around the corner. This this impending doom. It was like that's dying because now, like my expectation when I wake up in the morning, yeah, there's stress and there's problems, but my expectation isn't that there's going to be some tragedy. That was the chaos I had during active addiction. Was like this worry that I was going to get found out or that it was all going to blow up or explode. Now it's like my expectations are truly that like, it's going to be a good day. I think that the energy and this job. Yeah. Go, go. Yeah. Say it. No, I was going to say what you told me is this job is going smoother than so many more of your jobs. And it's the biggest job. And I think at a karmic level, You've cleared so much of that baggage out and you really are clear. When you can be in your clarity under stress, literally, you just shine. You shine so bright. Yeah, it's like I get- You're not taking the cheesy away from me either. I know, you still got it too. But it's like I get in, it's it's really is. It's it's like a, a different level. One that when I was using that I could never get to and, you know, people around me are, are taking notice. And again, it's it's not like that I'm this great, super human, super talented guy or anything like that. I mean, I have some talents. I have some abilities. But it's just that, like, I'm different now. Where the things that held me back before was I always, like, had a secret that I was hiding or I always had something wrong that I was doing or or I was always drunk or high. I mean, obviously, that wasn't good. Where now, with this clarity and this confidence, because I know I'm doing the right thing. Because I know like 
when I go into this, there's nothing that I'm doing that is hidden or that's that's that there's a chance of exposure. I don't know. I think a lot of, if you're listening and you're an addict or you're an alcoholic, you understand that lifestyle of just like constant lies and manipulation. And I have none of that anymore. And so like when these big things come at you and these big challenges, when you can like have a clear conscious and you can be like, I mean, it is what it is. So like if something goes wrong tomorrow and it may, it is what it is. It goes wrong. I mean, what? there's nothing I, and maybe I even make a mistake, but I can tell you one thing. My motive was never wrong. I, I was doing the right thing to the best of my ability. So I'm completely comfortable with whatever happens. And if you make a mistake, you'll just correct it. And the moment you catch that something's wrong, you'll just correct it. That is the space that you are in. You can right now, literally, you are so clear. You're speaking the truth. Remember that there's an old saying that if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. Lies create roots. Lies create these paths that eventually you trip over. And you're just being clear and you're empowered. This is this is the most empowered I have seen you. It's it's actually quite wonderful to see. Yeah, it's it's been amazing and and the the word like we said, the surreal, because today I you know, this is gonna maybe sound weird to some people, but you know, I mean there's chapels or cemetery, it's it's huge. There's chapels and mausoleums, and I sat in this chapel which we had totally gutted and there's still the pews are sitting there and they're on blocks because the water's still coming in and all this. And I just sat there for about 20 minutes quietly, which if you know me, that's in a situation like this, my phone's nonstop, I'm nonstop, go, 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 go. But I sat there for 20 minutes, took some deep breaths, and I just like, it, it was a, a realization that I'm not that guy anymore. Like, I don't have to live in this constant state of fear and of anxiety that something bad is going to happen because I've overcome that. And, and the, the program that I work and the recovery that I'm so active in has helped me get through that. And, and the that's growth. the thing. You know, yeah, it's been growth. Yeah, it's been growth. And the thing that is, is like, this doesn't happen overnight. You know, maybe you're out there and you're like, like me at when I was two years sober, and I still would have these thoughts. Now, like, of like what's going to go wrong, this impending doom, this always something bad was going to happen. Like I had it constantly and I still may have it occasionally now, I'm sure, but it took a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of consistent action over time that has gotten me to the point now where I realize like it's okay to be happy. It's okay for things to go good. Like I, I don't, not saying that I like deserve these great things, but like I'm doing the right thing. So good things will happen. If you keep doing the right thing, good things are going to happen. And I'm going to say that you do deserve this. You have put a lot of hard work in. One of the things about recovery, if anybody tells you that recovery is easy, run. Because recovery is hard, but you reach this apex, you reach this point. And once you get over that point, it's still hard, but it's not as hard. And all of a sudden, a lot of good things are coming your way. And you're right. At two years, you may not have said this, but at 900 days, you're beginning to see the growth that has literally polished all of that doubt off and it's polished all of that negativity off. And the thing is, is you still have problems coming at you every single day, but from a clear mind, you can literally just handle them 
one problem at a time, one solution at a time. Yeah, I mean, they call it, you know, in AA, they call it like the fourth dimension. And I do feel like sometimes I've been like catapulted into like a new dimension a little bit. And today was a big realization for me in that. And if you're out there, like, I, gosh, I remember I used to hear people talk like this and it kind of would annoy me a little bit because I would just think like they're crazy. And, uh, and I probably am a little bit crazy, but like they also say in AA, and again, I'm not preaching AA and the point of this isn't to just talk about AA, but they always say, keep coming back. And I think they're talking about meetings, but to me, it's keep working and doing the right things. You know, for me, it's keep working the program that I work and watch what will happen. You know, they say sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. For me, I had a lot of things, good things happen to me pretty quickly as I dried out and sobered up and I started to do the right things. But then this this growth process has been a slow process. I'm thankful for it because I feel like it's built a good foundation, you know. And, you know, it's it's like I've said a few times, and it's it's my favorite quote, and my counselor in treatment said it, and he said, you know, honorable action over time equals trust. And a lot of times I thought about that with my wife, but what I'm learning is that's myself. Me doing honorable things over and over again is teaching me to trust myself. And so whenever I start to trust myself, I have more confidence. And again, it's, it's, a, it's a humble confidence. It's not like an ego or a cockiness. It's just a humble confidence in knowing mm. that whatever decision I make is, is the best decision that I know how to make and, and I'm going to do my best. And instead of just second guessing everything that I'm doing, I'm, I'm trusting myself and I'm trusting my instincts and I'm trusting the decisions that I'm making. It's been pretty incredible. I mean, without recovery, without sobriety, none of this happens. You know, I have memories on my Facebook from three and four years ago, different storms I went to where I was drunk the entire time. I did some work and we probably made some money in our business and things like that, but I could never function at this level because I was always held back by those secrets, by the drinking, by the drugs and all of that. So it's it's incredible. It's uh, that word surreal just keeps popping in my head because I think you know, if you're listening to this, you may remember it, you may not, but a year from now, if you keep doing the right thing, I promise you, you'll have some surreal moments in your life where you look back. For me, it's sitting in a chapel, in a funeral, in a cemetery by myself. There's no carpet, there's no walls or anything like that up because we've demoed it. And just sitting back there and having this surreal moment, knowing I'm exactly where I need to be at exactly this time. I have overcome some pretty incredible things. And you know what? I'm pretty happy with the man that I am today. And I'm doing the right things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and your future looks it bright. It does. It looks so bright. And it's like we haven't even scratched the surface yet. You know, I'll talk a little bit about business. You know, my business has like blown up, you know, and, and me and my, my partner are both in recovery. We're both sober. And so we like have that superpower together. It's awesome because the sky is the limit. And it's our, again, we have talents and abilities that help us. And we've surrounded ourselves with really good people and we've got good partners, all those different things. The fact that we have recovery and we're able to get through things and and we're able to make decisions and have clarity and again, have trust and people trust us. Tonight I was at dinner. We're helping a lot of people in our periphery of business here in, uh, and I, I said something in front of some people and I said, you know, people just think, you know, I'm this selfish jerk. At first they all agreed and they said, wait a second, nobody thinks that anymore. They're like, why do you, you like that is no, maybe three or four years ago, people thought that, but that is not you at all, Kevin. 
And it was really, I'll say it again, a surreal moment for me because I was like, wow, you're, you're right. I'm not that man anymore. And that's because of recovery, because of sobriety and because of doing, you know, the honorable things, the right things every day. And then life comes at you, you're in the middle of the storm and in the middle of the storm, you end up in a chapel for 20 minutes, just being at peace with yourself. One of the most powerful things you can do. And maybe it's not a chapel for you, but it's sitting with yourself with no distractions and noticing how the thoughts come up. And, and, and I suspect today there was just no thoughts there. You were just at peace. Yeah. And, and the cr- which I have to tell you is one of the rarest things. <laughs> Knowing you, even like even when we do our sessions and when we do this, you could see the light of the phone. And I can imagine you 20 minutes in there just being completely peace filled. It was incredible because the amount of resources that we're juggling, you know, we've got hundreds of people working, we've got vendors, we got scaffolding, we got lifts, we've got, I mean, just, uh, it's crazy. It's a miracle, you know, and uh, that I was able to have that 20 minutes of peace. It was so energizing. Like we were talking about, Jim, like I sat there and I just felt like, yeah. You know, I'm wore out. You know, last night I got some, um, I got a report from a guy at 1 a.m. and I read it till 4 a.m. and then I had to be up at 5 a.m. And, and then you're driving for, to get to these jobs because there's no hotels in a disaster zone. And, and I was so tired and I was wore out. And when I sat there at the end of that 20 minutes, I felt like I had just slept for eight hours. Like I was energized and I was ready to go. Yeah. And I was ready and empowered to go help people just to like encourage other people. And you, you know, like, so we, this, this is, um, you know, you're around, this is a cemetery and a mausoleum and it's a, a nice one. There's a ton of people there. Very nice, very, very ornate, very nice. And people are coming to visit their loved ones and they can't get into these buildings because they're not safe. I was, I've interacted with maybe five or six of these people and it's, it's been really cool. And this is recovery. I would just ask this guy today, old, older guy. He said, oh, I wanted to go, you know, tell my wife what's been going on. I said, tell me about your wife. And he told me about his wife and this guy's light, his, his face lit up. I don't know how long the conversation was. At the end of that conversation, I could tell, for one, I felt great. Mostly just because I could tell this guy felt great. And this guy wanted to go talk to his wife who can't talk back and hear him being able to talk to me about her and, and tell me about her and tell me about their kids and and just how proud she would be. It was like the best feeling ever. And I used to go to these trips and get drunk and get high and do stupid things. And now I'm able to make a difference. I tell everybody that I'm sober and that I'm in recovery, like everybody, like I've got the, the, these insurance adjusters and these clients, you know, these are big time, big time people. They joke and they're like, oh, you know, yeah, would you have too many beers last night? I'm like, I promise you, if I had too many beers, you would never see me again. And they're like, oh, what? And then I say, yeah, I'm in recovery, you know, and I tell them my sobriety date and everything. It's really cool because being open like that, it just opens more doors too. And I know that we could have a whole nother five episodes about this probably, but you know, when I'm open like that, a lot of people will talk to me and then it builds their trust in me too. Cause that transparency, people love it too. So, I mean, just like, that is so it, it's surreal. surreal and, and the whole day and really the whole the last, you know, 10 days here, I've been here for almost 20 days, or I think it has been 20, maybe 20 plus days, whatever. It's right around there. And um, 
the first 15 were so overwhelming and I was so busy and crazy, but I, I finally was able to like get into my own, to, to get out of my own head really. And to just to kind of relax and, and realize that I'm exactly where I need to be. And, and that's, that's recovery without recovery. I would have screwed this all up. Who knows what would have happened? The stress would have got to me. So if you're out there and, and this seems crazy, I promise you, if you start doing the right things, good things will happen to you. That doesn't mean money. It doesn't mean all this stuff. But I, the best thing about it, the whole thing, is the peace, the, the fear being lifted from me of the fear of everything being lifted. And that's the thing that I know will come true for you if you do the right things, if you work a program of recovery, is those fears will leave you. And that's better than any money or better than any possession. That's all I got because I've rambled for pretty much this entire episode. So we thank you so much for joining that us. That is so, yes. And we thank you so much for listening. And we thank you for your patience during the last few weeks. So you have been listening to Sobriety Elevated. This has been the surrealizations of recovery and what it is like to be surreal in recovery. If you like us, give us a five-star rating. It will allow other people to be able to see this because it'll pop it up in the rankings. If you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook page, which is a Sobriety Elevated podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day. We'll see you guys soon.